You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Well, if you have listened to us, chances are you've probably heard us say that words matter. And yes, we both read a lot and we love it when a good sentence comes together, but that's not exactly what we mean. What we're talking about is that the things we say make an actual difference in the world. Our words can literally shape our reality. Exactly, Bonnie. So in Genesis, God spoke the world into existence. In the book of John, we see this, the word was with God and the word was God. So in a spiritual sense, words carry great weight. Well, what does it mean that Jesus was the word? Right. I mean, isn't that what we call the Bible? The word? Mm -hmm. So the word used by John is logos, which means mind, reason, and wisdom. So John's really saying that Jesus is the total message. The whole package, all that God wants to communicate to us in an embodied form. Yep. So all of that is to reiterate that words matter. Our message matters. Our language matters. The way we speak to one another and to ourselves matters. Yes. So I, this has been driven home to me more and more and more the older I get. So how are you speaking, moms? Do you speak with harshness or gentleness and grace? Do you speak with truth or do you speak with lies? Do you speak with encouragement or criticism? Do you lift up or tear down? Is your language filled with sarcasm, jokes at other people's expense, or is it full of grace? Hmm. Yeah. Those are good things to ponder. What do you mean when you say, do we speak with truth or with lies? Because I think most of us would say, I'm not a liar. I'm an honest person. Right. So, you know, anytime you're speaking in your head or mm -hmm. out loud, oh, I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're never going to change. Or you always do that. Those are all, those are all exaggerations. They're all speaking in absolutes. So literally they're not true, but it's also not the truth of, of who God says you are. You know, God says that you are made in his image so not an idiot. You're not an idiot. You have, you bear a, like a divine stamp on your soul. Mm -hmm. uh, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're knit together by God. So you have capacity to change because his power is in you. Mm -hmm. So you're not always going to do that thing. When you're in Christ, you're filled with God's spirit. So your body's a literal temple. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many things. So yeah. So when you, when I say, are you speaking with harshness or gentleness? I don't just mean to your children and your husband. I mean, to yourself. Ugh, so good. Yes, <laughs> so good. So, right, we don't want to speak negatively, negatively about ourselves, even as a joke, because in a weird way, our body doesn't know the difference between a joke and what's real. Words are actually energy. They carry energy, and they can, in a sense, cast spells. That's why it's called spelling when we make a word. I love that. I've heard you say that so many times this year. It's so, so true. So when we change the way we speak about ourselves and about others, you will literally, not figuratively, you'll literally change your life. You'll change the life of those around you. 
So what you're not changing, you're also choosing. Ouch. Yeah. So think about that. (laughs) So if you're not speaking with gentleness, then you're choosing to speak with harshness, right? Well, not just that. Like if I'm choosing not to speak with gentleness, I'm choosing um, to be mean to myself, Mm. you know, or I'm choosing to be mean to my children just because I don't want to change because I don't want to face reality that I need to change. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So I've said this before, right? The plant experiment. Sure. It's worth saying one more time Mm -hmm. as we start to talk about bringing scripture into our homes. Um, So Caitlin asked me to water her plants. They were going to Europe for three weeks. And I thought, oh no, because I kill every plant that enters my house. This is what I always used to say. Every plants come to your house to die. Don't ask me to buy a mom in the fall. Let me just light a $20 bill on fire. It's faster. You know, all the jokes, right? All the jokes. Yeah. That your body. Air quote <laughs> jokes. Yeah, right. Yes. But I was like, I really don't want to kill my daughter-in-law's plants. And so I'm like, I'm just going to use this principle. I'm just going to bless them as I water them. And I didn't really even do it great, y'all. You know, I was like, I was tiptoeing backwards, like standing away from the plant as if I had some sort of negative energy halo around me that caused all green things to die. Uh But I would just bless them to grow as God intended, water them and walk out back out of the room. And when she came back three weeks later, she asked me what I had been doing to her plants. And I thought, oh, no, I killed the fiddle leaf fig because that one's kind of finicky. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) <laughs> she said, no, no, there's this one plant. It was supposed to grow variegated leaves. And uh, it I never could get it to grow variegated leaves. It only grew green leaves. But when I came back from Europe, it had variegations. And she took a video of it. We can post it again if mm-hmm. we want to. And there were new, there was new growth coming in and it had variegations in it. And then she was watering it and it was just growing green. And she wanted to know what I was doing. And the difference was I was blessing the plant. Mm. So if that's true for a plant, how much more true is it for a little human being? Right. Everything has cells that have energy around them and are capable of mutation or growth. Yeah. And what we give, what energy we give to that affects the way that it's growing it, it's, or doesn't grow. It's true for rice. Look up Masaru Emoto. Mm-hmm. It's true for us. Like we are, we are, um, literally creating reality around us by our words and our thoughts. Right. So this episode um, comes from a listener's suggestion, and it's actually about how to bring scripture into our homes, because what better words Mm -hmm. do we want to meditate and focus on than the words that come from God? Right. That has the highest good for us in mind and the highest energy and the highest, you know, all of those things. I heard somebody say once that when you pray scripture or speak scripture, you're speaking God's language, you're speaking God's mm-hmm. words back to him mm-hmm. or back out into the world. And that that's especially powerful. And I, I do believe that's true. I believe it too. I do too. And so I happen to know this, this listener asked um, for tips on ways to infuse her home with scripture. And I happen to know she's fairly young. She's in her twenties with a young marriage and a young child. And it, that just struck me as what a wise pursuit Mm-hmm. To ask for that, what an unusual mm-hmm. question for someone at this stage and in our culture. Because when I was that age, I can tell you I did not have that foresight. I did not have that knowledge of the power of words um, and to focus deliberately on bringing more of that into my home. 
Oh yeah, I didn't either. I was super, I'm the last to onboard on this. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was super hard on myself in my 20s. And even as I learned this lesson, and I learned it in my 30s, you know, to be a little bit nicer to myself, yeah. you know, go to therapy, learn to say, not say you're not a bad mom, you know, right. that kind of stuff to yourself. But even so, I, I still am finding like in my 50s, there's more, the most work to be done is with myself. Yeah. Not with others. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've learned to like give so much grace to others and extend so much grace to others, but not to myself. So you want to do it all the way around, ladies. Right. Well, and it's one thing to stop saying negative things to say, okay, to stop saying mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bad mom. And it's another level, which I think we've come into in our 40s, 50s, to then do the opposite mm-hmm. and to start encouraging with your words and mm-hmm. uplifting with your words and telling yourself the truth. Yeah. So, so love this question. You know, if you need help doing this after we've, we've talked to you, you know, I keep, I just keep it on the notes app on my phone. You know, if you, when we start talking about all these different ways we can do scripture, um, in the end, you know, you want it as nearby as possible. There's tons of different ways to look up keyword searches and things, Mm -hmm. um, for what you're wanting as we go through this, um, these suggestions that we have, but, um, Whatever the reasons, whichever ideas you might relate to, um, we want you to, in 2024, incorporate more and more scripture into your home. Right. So here's, here's our top 10 ways to do this. And they're pretty quick, pretty easy. Anybody can do them. You don't have to be a, a home decor specialist or anything like that. Or a PhD in theology. No, none of the above. So number one, songs, music. We are big fans of as you know, of Seeds Family Worship. We've had Jason Hauser on here to talk about that ministry and his motivation behind it. Seeds Family Worship, if you're not familiar with it, is just setting scripture to songs appropriate for little ones, but catchy enough for parents too. Yeah. And songs stir our hearts, lift our moods, and they stick in our neural pathways. So you don't have to have fancy speakers and subwoofers you know, to play music in your home. No, just get yourself a little portable speaker and fire up the playlist. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yep. Uh, they don't have to be just kid-related either. There's a wonderful uh, group called Poor Bishop Hooper that does some beautiful scripture set to music. Um, I just like to have that kind of in the background mm-hmm. during my day. It's it, The difference it makes in my mood and my attitude and my outlook, night and day. Yeah. Well, I mean, scripture says God inhabits the praise of his people. So you're, you are really inviting God you know, to inhabit that musical space when you're playing that in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Bishop Hooper. I know actually more and more young moms I'm talking to are using it, you know, cause it's this chill Psalms. Yeah. They took a Psalm it's a day. They, they wrote a Psalm a week, 150 Psalms. That's 150 weeks. <laughs> They're yeah. all now set to music yeah. and now they have a hymnal out with all of it. If you play guitar, you can get that and fun. It's just beautiful work. It, it'll be, it'll be a gift to the church for generations mm. to come. So good. So that's number one. Number two is memorization. This is critical in all of the discipleship circles that I run in. uh, More and more uh, people are talking about how critical scripture memorization is to our spiritual growth, to our connection with God. Why? Because if you don't know who God is, if you don't know his truth, um, you know, scripture says you perish for lack of knowledge. When we don't take every thought captive in obedience to Christ, we can be deceived. We can, um, 
live in error. And it's not because you have to get every single thing right. It's because you want to live abundantly. Hmm. And you can't live abundantly until you know the way the world works. And you got to know scripture. Right. To know the way the world works. And the only way to know if you're telling yourself a lie is to know what the actual truth is. So uh, when you're having trouble with negative self-talk or with um, intrusive thoughts or things, to have some scripture memorized is the easiest way and the quickest way to turn that around and to tell yourself the truth about it. Yep. So we've said it before, but we'll say it again. We're not talking about memorizing 40 verses in a row that you can keep in your head forevermore. Get it where you can say it from memory pretty consistently a few times in a row. And then just know now you've given the Holy Spirit something to work with. When the time comes, trust that the Holy Spirit's going to bring that verse to mind hmm. or a portion of it to mind yeah. as needed. Right. Is, is this not another thing to put on your to-do list to stress, stress out about? No. God doesn't want you to stress about his <laughs> word or his truth. Just, yeah, help each other memorize it. Text it to your friend every day. Text it back. Have you seen the tattoos that you can get? Mm-mm. So you can, um, I, I know a family that did this. They had like preteen boys. And they, um, it's a subscription service and you, the family, however, however many are in your family, you each get a tattoo every, I think it's every month. I don't know that okay. it's every week. That seems like a lot. And it's the first letter of each word of the verse. Oh. And so you have it tattooed on your, it's temporary tattoo okay. on your arm. And so you're, you're all learning it. And your hint is, cause that's how I would teach my kids to memorize stuff right. is like the first letter yeah. for a poem or a scripture or yeah. whatever. And now you've got it on your arm for like a week or ever how long that tattoo lasts. And you can, it helps you memorize it. Right. Cause you're never without your arm. You're never without your arm and <laughs> so you're there. never without your phone. And there's also apps for that. I have mm-hmm. some scripture memory apps that I uh, tried to use instead of just getting on Facebook or Instagram when I'm standing in line and it does the same thing. It drops, great idea. drops words out and you have to fill in the words or it's the first oh, letter. That. What is that? Do you know the name um, of it? I'll find it and we can put it in our That's show awesome. notes. That's a great um, one. But there's lots of ways to skin the cat on this one, mm-hmm. as my grandma would say. Yeah. And so, uh, so just try some things. You'll find out what works for you. We, we wrote them on, um, the mirrors with dry erase markers and then they would just erase mm-hmm. random words and fill keep saying the, I it. I like the yeah. fill in the blank idea. Yeah. That's easier than trying to do the whole thing from scratch. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Number three, put some verses, uh, on a central spot, like a whiteboard or on your fridge. So if you want to focus on improving in a given area, maybe your kids are struggling with complaining. This is a great opportunity to pull in what God says about our attitudes. Do everything without complaining or arguing. Put it front and center where everybody glances at it regularly. That way it's not mom and dad who's always saying it. They can read it themselves. It's just on this whiteboard. Yeah, that verse. That's so funny. You picked that one. That, that was one of our songs that um, the Harrow family is who we used to listen to uh-huh. for scripture memory. It's very old school, but I kind of like it. <laughs> So it was like, do do all things without complaining or disputing that you may become blameless and harmless. <laughs> Children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and depraved generation among whom you shine like stars in the world. <laughs> okay, I, y'all, this was totally impromptu. She does not have this written in front of her. I'm testifying to that. She just did that right off the top of her head because of that little song that we, she learned. Yeah, we would listen. We had a CD. There you go. One, one CD per school year. That's not that many, really. Mm-hmm. It's like 12 songs. Every one of their CDs had a full psalm and then like 11, like one or two verse. 
Thanks. So I, when I was talking to Jason Hauser, the seeds, I'm like, I can't even tell you who we used to listen to. Jason, it's so uncool <laughs> compared to your music. But it, you know what? It works. Because right. here we are. And I still know that verse. Yeah, 20 years later. 20 years later. And sometimes when the Psalms that we memorized get read in church, I cannot follow because the music is playing in my head. I'm singing it with the Harrow family <laughs> there you go. in my head. So many fun, so many fun things. That's so awesome. I love that. Um, all right. So number four, have verses on the back of the seats in the car. I love this. We did not do this. Mm-hmm. This is a great idea. Um, so many of us find ourselves running to and fro. So many activities and errands. I, I'm surprised at how much I forgot how much driving we did. Oh, yeah. We put 25,000 miles a year on our car. <laughs> it's easy to do when you're doing all that back and forth. Definitely. So definitely use the car time to do this. Now, we did Adventures and Odyssey drive time all the time. Mm-hmm. Harrow family, as I just said, in the car a lot. Um, but I like having the verse on the back of the driver's seat like headrest or something sure this is if your child is reading yeah obviously right or you alternatively could make uh like a picture let's do a picture of noah's ark all right we're going to talk about that story what do you see in the picture and um you're asking them questions as you're driving around there's also like the singing bible which just kind of is again bible stories put to music Mm -hmm. and again for little kids who can't maybe necessarily um do a ton of reading or memorizing. Although Dottie Lou is like cranking on the 23rd Psalm. She's two. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, talk about leaving uh, blanks. That's how we taught our kids just songs in general. You know, itsy bitsy spider climbed up the. Yeah. Well, you fill in the, and boy, they go. can do that so fast and yep. they get that song so fast. And you're doing the same thing with scripture. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't underestimate uh, what little kids Yeah. Because uh, classical education principles would say the first like seven to eight years of a child's life, you you do super, super heavy memorization in all subjects because you're creating a skeleton on which you can hang the muscles and tendons and everything of the meat later on they're going to learn. So just exploit the fact that your kid's brain is wired to memorize Mm -hmm. in those first like eight, 10 years of life. Okay. Um, what's the next one, Bonnie? Number five, building. If you're building a home or adding onto your home or a different room, um, maybe even if you're adding a deck or a new play set or a patio, consider writing scriptures on that structure and enlisting your kids to come up with some appropriate ones to add. We have, we've done this a few times and then, um, had a family prayer of dedication when we've all gone through the house and written all the things we were going to write. So for example, in the kitchen, you might write, taste and see that the Lord is good. Above like the that. door, you might say, you'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out from Deuteronomy. Love it. So that's what I mean by like appropriate scriptures on the foundation and on the hallways and, and all the different things. So cool. We got a mezuzah. Is that what you called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. little brass um, hold, re- rectangular holder that is on your doorpost mm-hmm. with the, where the, God says, write these words on the door frames of your houses. And they took it really literally, but we would roll up a scripture and stick it. Oh, in there with cool. your older kids, you could take turns doing that and have God's word like on your door frame. And number six is Scrabble word. You did this. I think you should talk about it because I didn't do this. Okay. Well, a lot of people um, for the past couple of years has been a trend to have a word of the year. Mm-hmm. Same kind of deal. We have some Scrabble tiles and a little stand on this bookshelf near the coffee pot in our house. So every month or so I change the word. So for November, it was thankful. For right. December, 
Uh, it was Emmanuel. Sometimes it's more frequent depending on what I'm thinking about or praying about, but it's a daily reminder because it's by the coffee, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what I'm going to focus on for that day. So um, a lot of times it may not, it's not big enough to do a whole scripture, but it's a thought from scripture or like it's that. maybe it's just the word grace, something like that. Um, you can do the same thing with a whiteboard or a sticky note on the fridge or the bathroom mirror or whatever. Um, or maybe you are more artistic or creative and you can do something with calligraphy and put it over your bed, whatever. But it's just a word that you can meditate on. So Houston started doing this when he was like in, I don't know if he was junior high or high school. His He would write on his mirror in his bathroom, like a thought from youth group or something we were talking about or just something that was on his mind and on his heart. And by the time he was ready to go to college, the only space left was for his head right in the center. Oh, and that's cool. He kept it on. There. We had he never, it up. no, we never windexed it off. I, I just couldn't do it. And so, um, I took a picture of it when we were, I, I said, okay, you're moved out. Can we, yeah. should we, could we erase <laughs> it? It was kind of sentimental and hard to do, but, um, but he did that and I just let him do it. I, I had started them out when they were little, with little note cards around the house with scriptures and before they could read for my benefit. Cause I, oh, yeah. I oh, was yeah. like, Oh girl, I got some heart work to do here. <laughs> That's right. Talk about doing everything without complaining or arguing. <laughs> yeah. Mama needed that one a few days too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it started out like on the fridge and on the mirrors and everything for me. And then also then for them. So, so many different ways. There's so many principles of when, when you write and speak or, yeah. or do multiple modes of learning, how it gets into your brain. Yep. Um, more quickly or more for longer. Yeah. Uh, so use, use those to your advantage. Definitely. All right. Number seven, Renee. All right. Art. There's so many framed scripture variations available these days. Yeah. Back in our day, back in the day, back in my day, Bonnie, (laughs) I had to print something out on a word processor (laughs) and stick it in a plastic Hobby Lobby frame. But now... (laughs) I'm not kidding. There was nothing. (laughs) okay i totally did but now there's these beautiful you know wooden blocks and plaques and things you can hang from hobby lobby from kirkland's from all these different places home goods so um you know not everything has to be totally scripture related but you know you can incorporate this into your house, you know, for this child, I have prayed, you can hang that above the picture of your child. Mm. Um, we have, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made over the mirror in our grandchildren's room. Now mm-hmm. that's the stickers that go on the wall. Cause why? Cause I want them to know that right. every time they look in that mirror in the mirror, we hung it super low yeah. to the ground. Stickers on the wall. So that's another way. It's another thing. Stencils mm-hmm. on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, peel, peel and stick kind of the wallpaper peel sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, so um, Etsy had those. and um, Yeah, same thing. You can put over your bed the verse from Ruth, where you go, I will go. Where mm-hmm. you stay, I will stay. Or, or maybe something from Song of Solomon. I don't know. <laughs> that is scripture. I'm my beloved, and my beloved is mine. Your stomach is like a mound of wheat. <laughs> that would be very body affirming. Good body image. Good body image there. So. It says it in the Bible. Oh, so... We have an artist friend, Sarah Bryson, who uses her 
artistic creativity to come up with abstract depictions of verses. You have one in I your do. home. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, and people like that can, you know, if you have people like that in your life, commission something. I want to do something on, mine was bees in particular. I wanted something on bees and milk and honey and that kind of thing. And she just put all, all that stuff and wove it in together. It was very cool. Um, there's also, gosh, photography, sculpture, needlepoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen on social media lately, one of my favorites has been a picture of a lamb in the forest all alone. And in the background, there's a fuzzy image of Jesus with his staff, which is the good shepherd running as hard as he can towards that lamb, leaving the 99 to come after the one. I mean, we have that one in our office. David ordered it. Totally. So good. Frameable for the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And then a scripture garden. I, I did not do this. You know, I didn't because I was cursing plants back in the day. That's so would you like to elaborate on that? <laughs> well, okay. So we've talked about scripture in the home, but your yard is part of your home. Mm-hmm. So I've been to several botanical gardens around the country that dedicated space to plants found in the Bible. So maybe there's an olive tree in a pot next to a fig or a grapevine or a mustard plant or a mint plant. All of those things are, are in scripture. So when you're working in the garden with your kids, you can tell a story or have a verse ready about where this or that plant is mentioned. It's just another I way to incorporate. Yeah. How clever. Maybe I'll do that in my grandma. I think you should. Era. That's a cool idea. And then there's toys. You know, not all toys have to be cocoa melon or whatever it is these days people mm-hmm. are playing with. Um, we mentioned last month at Christmas about the Fisher Price nativity set, which is a great way for toddlers to get introduced to the Christmas story. And you don't have to have it out just in December. Keep that nativity set out. That's right. Year round. You can also find Noah's Ark toys, little fishing poles with magnetic fish that you can use. There's so many fishing stories in the gospels. Mm. Um, just integrate it. You know, like I was playing with Dottie Lou recently and baby Jesus has been a big topic of conversation you know in their house this last month sure and we were jumping on the trampoline and um we were diving off of it onto the beanbag and so she does that and she lands and curls up in a ball she goes I'm baby Jesus (laughs) (laughs) just out of nowhere so you can tell it's on her mind yeah you know as and play pretend we're gonna play pretend and I've kept other friends kids same thing we built a tent and they're like oh this is the um, house where Jesus was born and this is the stable and this is the manger and off we go. There you go. So incorporate it into play. Creativity. As much as possible. Gosh, if it's already in there. Yep. Use it. So um, the number 10 finally is uh, something I did when my kids were probably in middle school, I'd say upper elementary. I did this framed list uh, and I asked the question, what does God think about when he thinks about you? And it was just a reminder that kind of sat on their nightstand or dresser. Dresser. It's a list of who they are as God sees it. So when they're tempted to listen to lies or start that cycle of negative talk, a list like this can bring them back to the truth of the matter. And it's it's just all the things that God thinks about you in Scripture. And it's really important for each of us to know um, how God sees us, what he thinks about when he's thinking about us, what he intends for us to be. So again, this is one of those being a parent makes you a better human right? moments because mm-hmm. it's so critical. And I, I really think I was kind of just floating through my life, not being super aware of this cool list that you've made right? until I was really desperate for it. So let's go down it. Me too. This was what was actually on your kids. Nightstand. Nightstand. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So unlimited potential armored and protected. One of my flock made for my great purpose. Fascinating. 
owned, forgiven, worth dying for, planned for, valuable, my child, loved, and an heir. A vessel of my spirit, a pleasing aroma, a living sacrifice, mine, my handiwork, the son or daughter of the king, made in my image, loved no matter what, belongs to me, captivating, a blessing to others. My witness, saved, healed, destined, part of my kingdom, warrior, uniquely gifted, my salt, precious, my poetry, my masterpiece, my worker, and worthy. So if your middle school, high school student is out there getting beaten up by the world every single day and they come home at night and that's the last thing they see before they go to sleep is a reminder. Well, ho, 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 ho. everything everybody told me all day long was actually not true. It's just another way to lift up um, your kids. And uh, psh, moms need this too. We do. So maybe you need to put this on your refrigerator or by your nightstand too. Absolutely. This was such a great question. I mean, don't don't hesitate. Here's your bonus one. Like, don't hesitate to reward for scripture memory or that kind of thing. And, and don't hesitate to stretch your kids. Um, Houston had a fifth grade Sunday school teacher who... I've said this before on here and um, made a competition and boys especially love competition mm -hmm. to see who could memorize the book of James, the book of James. And I thought she is crazy, <laughs> but sure enough, he and another um, student really like were competing to see how fast they could do it. And we listened to the book of James on repeat in our van for weeks until he got the whole thing memorized. Emma and I probably got about two chapters Wow. memorized and you know at the time what was I telling myself well you only got two chapters memorized <laughs> holy cow that's two chapters more than I have <laughs> I've memorized two chapters <laughs> yeah. now can I say them right now no but has God been able to be able to pull them out at times that I needed it yes yeah so again my bonus for you is reward like we would take our kids to Cracker Barrel and buy them the sucker as big as their face you know yeah. when they memorized a psalm or something big um, and that, that teacher did the same thing. There was a big, there was a big prize. Yeah. I think we ended up getting them t-shirts with James, a verse from James on there and just some other fun stuff. If I'm going to reward for something, yeah, I'm going to reward for that. Yeah. That's How fun. Wow. Forever, God. forever, forever there. My so and that's what, nine or 10 years old, fifth grade? Yeah. Nine, 10, I was just, shocked. That's a lot of, a lot of memory. It's a lot. But again, um, You'll find, moms, if you start experimenting with this, some of your kids have high aptitude for this. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of uh, Jewish scholars who've memorized the entire Torah, mm -hmm. all five books of the Yeah, Genesis, first. Exodus, Leviticus. They memorize Leviticus. Right. Numbers and Deuteronomy. Yeah. They have it all memorized. So, yeah, we, we underestimate, underestimate our capacity. And again, even though Emma and I didn't do as much, we still did a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a win all the way around. It wasn't just a win for Houston. It was a win for all three of us right. doing that. Yeah, because words matter and God's word matters most. So bring it into your house. Bring it in. It's powerful. It has the power to um, change you, change your children, change the tone of your home, change the trajectory of your life, mm. your eternal destination. It's that big. It's that important. Great, yeah. great What question. a great goal for 2024. Yeah. So we will have this outline on our website, justaskyourmom.com. Oh, yeah, and a link to the Harrow family. 
Okay. Looking at you, heroes. <laughs> and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And take five seconds to rate and review the podcast. And we love it when you share us with your friends and family. That's how we grow. And send us your topic suggestions. You can send those to us at justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, Just Ask, Ask Your, your Mom. Mom.